You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And hello, everybody, and welcome to Listen Up. Grant Neep here with you. Glad that you are on board. We've got uh, some NBA playing tournament action. Cleveland, Brooklyn, the Clippers, and Minnesota. You've got uh, the Kings, as we talked about. They are going to be hiring a new head coach. I don't think it really matters who they hire. I've said this for years and years and years. I think it's kind of a moot point. I don't think it matters. Uh, if they don't get better talent, if the owner doesn't change the way he does business, it really won't matter who the coach is. So I don't get really caught up on who the new coach is going to be. Coaching's not the problem with the uh, Sacramento Kings. But I want to hear from you today. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and we'll get you right on. I had a lot of fun this morning. Uh, I was on with Larry Kruger, who was uh, ridiculously fired from uh, KMBR a little more than a month ago. And we were on for, boy, I don't know, a good hour and a half and really enjoy that. And I'm going to try to start doing that with Larry on uh, the YouTube live uh, every week. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. I had a lot of fun today. Uh, you can go to YouTube and go to Larry's channel and uh, check it out. I also, uh, I retweeted it on my Twitter page uh, at Grant Napier show. Speaking of social media and everything else, uh, you know, all of my work is available on my website. And, you know, a lot of people ask me about where to find this, where to find that. Everything I do uh, with my rants, with this particular show on Listen App, uh, with my podcast are all on my website, uh, ifyoudontlikethat.com. So just go to ifyoudontlikethat.com. You can ask me questions via CrowdUltra. Uh, it has a link to my Twitter page, to my Instagram page, to Facebook. It's all there for you if you want to check out my uh, website, if you don't like that.com. All right. So we got uh, the Kings, as I mentioned, going to be searching for a new coach. You have a couple of play-in games tonight. Then you'll have two more tomorrow. And the uh, NBA playoffs then will get underway in earnest. If you're a fan of the Warriors – Still don't know whether or not Curry is going to be on the floor as they match up against the Denver Nuggets. It's going to be a very tough first-round matchup for Golden State. Now, the thing with the Warriors is you just don't know how Curry's going to be. If Curry's good to go, and when I mean good to go, if he's the real Steph Curry, obviously that changes a lot of things. The Warriors are going to have to figure out how to deal with Nikola Jokic, but... I think the Warriors are going to have a tough time winning this first-round matchup just because of the uncertainty 
surrounding Steph Curry. You know, if you told me Curry was healthy and Draymond Green was healthy, I'd say I would pick them to beat the Denver Nuggets. But that's not the case. All right? And I, I think they're going to have a difficult time. I think they're going to have a difficult time. So if you want to talk about the uh, NBA playoffs, excuse me. <laughs> no, I don't have COVID, just allergies. Um, but excuse me, the uh, NBA playoffs with, again, we know Utah is playing Dallas. We know Toronto's playing Philadelphia. We know Denver's playing Golden State. All right. Chicago and Milwaukee. But you don't know the other matchups until the uh, play-in tournament is done. All right. Now you got Dallas. Don't know about Luka Doncic, MRI with a calf strain. So that could be an issue there as well. All right. The Jazz and the Mavs with that series uh, starting on Saturday. So, again, if you want to talk NBA playoffs, if you want to talk uh, NFL draft, we can do that coming up on Friday on my podcast. If you don't like that, I'll have a lot more on the NFL draft with Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. So I get into the uh, NFL draft. We also talk about uh, Jimmy G. All right. I'll definitely be talking to him about that. That is coming up for you on Friday. All right. Let's get to uh, some phone calls right here on Listen App. And we start with Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are you today? Good, Grant. I'm listening to you for the second time today. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad that you had a chance to listen to me and Larry. Yeah, that was a great show. Great, great, great chemistry. And uh, it really flowed well. Different from you and Sean. No cursing. Yep. Yep. You there, buddy? Really good show. And uh, yep. so I look forward to more shows. And I hope hopefully you get a larger audience and a great following that'll be awesome especially you get sacramento area northern california bay area fans all together that would be an awesome you know we'd shove it right up tambior and kck's ass which i want yep so, uh, i'll tell you right so, now i think larry and i can kick ass we're gonna start we're gonna we're gonna do another show on monday uh at 10 a.m pacific and we might make it a regular thing every monday where Larry and I are doing a show like we did today. So we're, we're well, definitely – I'll, yep. I'll set my alarm because I set my alarm so I won't miss you. Yesterday I had to miss you because I had an appointment, but I listened to it. But, uh, yeah, that would be awesome. Awesome, awesome. You know, I have a lot of respect for Larry. He was an intern of mine at Channel 31 back in the early 90s. I've known Larry for a long time. Uh, he's very knowledgeable. Uh, I love his opinions. Or I should say I love that he's opinionated. Um he is certainly dialed in uh, to Bay Area sports. I personally thought he was by far the most knowledgeable talent on KMBR. I didn't quite understand that at all when I heard the news. But Larry's going to do well for himself, you know, with this YouTube channel and what he's got going on. So uh, I'd, I'd love to join him uh, for one day a week, and we're going to try to make it a thing if we can find a sponsor. You know, we, we obviously would love to find a sponsor to, you know, on, for the Monday uh, show that I do with Larry. And if we're able to find a sponsor, then we'll do it every single Monday. Well, I wish I could sponsor. I would, but we run a nonprofit uh, for our dog, Good Dog Canine Rescue. We just don't have the funds. But if I had it, I would in a heartbeat. Well, I appreciate you know? that. I'm sure that we'll, <laughs> I'll, I'm I'll, sure. I'll even, I'll even put on my Facebook page, 
you know, I was in sales for 25 years. So my wife, I'll put, I'll put something out for you. Thank you. And I, I retweeted, I redid your uh, post today, and I'm always Thank trying you. to, always trying to do that. But hey, back to the Kings. Uh, I seen you. Uh, you had a comment about the players shouldn't, uh, you know, be able to put in on the coach. And I was watching Channel 40 News last night, and I think I sent you a message. So Fox says he wants to be on the input, and he wouldn't necessarily tell him what to do. But Sabonis said he wanted to be involved and wants to be able to tell him from his experience with these other guys, coaches and stuff, uh, you know, what he thinks. So there's two players that want to put their input. To me, Monty McNair, his job is on the line because if the coach doesn't work out, he's going to get fired. So if I'm Monty McNair, uh, I'm making a decision based on what I think is best for the team. As, as far as the players go, I did a rant on this today. You know, they're paid to play. Let the management make the management decisions. And I'm okay with Monty McNair keeping the players up to date on what's going on. I'm okay with that. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. But in terms of like, you know, Sabonis giving input, I I'm sorry, just play. You're getting paid millions of dollars to play. Let, let the management go about hiring a coach without your input. Right. Right. So let me ask you this of all the Kings, all the, uh, the coaches they fired in recent years, what's the one that you think they blew it the most with? Michael Malone. Yeah. And now Mark DeMarcus is playing for him again and playing a hell of a backup to Jokic. I, I don't know if I'd go that far, but uh, he is back on the team. You know, he's not playing that many minutes every night. But, uh, you know, Michael Malone is a guy that has proven his worth. Uh, he was a good coach in Sacramento. Unfortunately, Pete D'Alessandro continued to stab him on the back and did not see it. And here is Denver. Again, they are – they finished the year at 48 and 34 and we'll see what half happens their, there. Half their players were injured all year. Yep. That's my point. And they, they did so with a lot of injuries and now they're playing against another team with a lot of injuries in golden state. So I could see Denver beating golden state. If Curry is not right, Jeff, then I think Denver will win this series. Well, speaking of that, I've been liking this Jordan pool. I mean, uh, I, I yep. think, uh, I think Clay Thompson might be expendable and let Poole play. Well, you know, the one thing is, and, I, you know, we're fans and that's what we do, but Steve Kerr knows his team inside and out a lot better than you and I do. So I'll leave it up to him. You know, he's proven in the past that he knows what he's doing and he's a very good coach. But I, right. I personally, uh, it, it, to me, it revolves around Curry first and foremost. Jeff, he has to be right. And if he's not, they're not going to win this series. He will not that's win true. this series. That's true. They, he needs to do 30, 35 a game to win. And uh, so of the Kings coaches candidates so far, uh, I like Mike Brown, and uh, I would like to see Mark Jackson get another chance. It won't matter who the coach is. That, it doesn't matter. You can hire – you can have all of the coaches, hire all the possible coaches, hire Kenny Atkinson, Mark Jackson, Mike Brown, Steve Clifford, hire them all. Put them all on the bench. It won't matter. Phil, ja Phil Jackson. <laughs> it won't matter. I'm just telling you, it won't matter. It doesn't matter who well, the coach is. I know. that We all know why. Because of the friggin' owner that lives in the Bay Area, doesn't know Sacramento, and, Correct. Brought, his woke, and brought his woke liberalism, liberal Correct. San Francisco values to Correct. Sacramento, where we're Northern California. We're good old, we're good old people. We're good old folks. 
Yeah, again, I don't really care what side of the political aisle you're on, but Vivek's gone way overboard with this stuff, and uh, he's lost a lot of fans because of it. Right, right. Hey, Grant, I'm really glad you're moving forward and got your feet in all kinds of shows. One of them yeah. take off like a rocket. And uh, Well, listen, I, I'm really happy. I'm happy, again, that you listened to the show today on YouTube. Uh, it means a lot to me that you checked it out. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And again, if we get a sponsor, you know, I'll do that show with Larry a lot. And I'm confident we will get a sponsor. I mean, with Larry's notoriety in the Bay Area and mine in the greater Sacramento area, I think we'll find a sponsor and we'll make that thing a big time hit. Right, right. Well, I mean, you've got all those connections with uh, the plumbing and the door, yep. the window, the door places and all kinds of other places that you used to do uh, things for. Yep. I mean, you, you probably got it in with him and Larry's got something and, you know, there's got to be a car dealership or somebody out there that can uh heat in an, heat in an air place somebody that can hook you up just somebody well i appreciate your support and again i'm really happy that you were able to check out the show with larry this morning all right i'm gonna look forward i'm gonna set my alarm for 10 o'clock was it monday or tuesday yep we're doing it again monday at 10 a.m pacific i'm gonna set my alarm on my cell phone all right buddy you have a good one take it easy all right yeah that was a lot of fun today i i really uh enjoyed doing that show with Larry. Now, today's show is more of him interviewing me, but when we come on on Monday, it'll be more banter back and forth with, you know, what's going on with the, uh, you know, NBA and other things. So today was more of what happened to me uh, in 2020. We talked about Matt Barnes. We talked about DeMarcus. We talked about Chris Weber. You know, we talked about a lot of things. So it was very interesting. Uh, Larry is... Again, a guy I've known for, you know, Larry was my intern for crying out loud. And we talked about that today uh, at Channel 31 back in the early 90s. So, yeah, it's all good. You know what? Uh, I'm really excited for that. I'm excited about a couple of other uh, things that I have on the horizon. And we're moving forward. You know, we're not going back. We're moving forward. We are moving forward. All right, let's get to some more phone calls right here on Listen App. And we are going to say hello to Marty. Hey, Marty. How's it going, Grant? Marty, what's happening? Nothing much. Um, usually when I can't join, I still check out uh, the podcast and the rants on Spotify. So I yep. do listen every day, even if I can't join live. Thank and, you. And uh, this morning when I was listening to it, um, you did mention that uh, yesterday that Jason Anderson in his uh, article did ask to interview you. Yes, he did. But you did decline. Yes, I did. Uh, can I ask why you declined? Yeah, because I'm not part of the organization anymore, and I don't like the way things went down in 2020, and I really didn't want to be part of any media coverage involving the Sacramento Kings, so I declined. With you not being a part of it anymore, do you feel like that would essentially, I guess, feel less pressure and less relief to uh, kind of expose things, or is that just... No, no, because I have this platform, and I have my podcast platform, and my my rants that I have talked plenty about the issues uh, with the team, so I just, you know, and, and, and I'll, I'll be, there's another reason why I said no. Um, Jason is the beat reporter and covers the Sacramento Kings for the Sacramento Beat, and every time something occurs with me, he writes about it. He wrote mm -hmm. about me losing my job. He wrote about Matt Barnes and Chris Weber and what they said on social media.
but he doesn't have enough balls to go up to Matt Barnes during a pregame show and say, hey, I need to ask you a couple of questions. Why did you say that about Grant? He he, he has the ability to call Chris Weber and go, hey, Chris, the tweet you put out about Grant, why did you say that? How is it that a reporter is going to write about what happened to me, put in his story the tweets from Matt Barnes and DeMarcus, excuse me, from Matt Barnes and Chris Weber, but not have the balls, not have the journalistic integrity to go up to them and ask them, why did you say that about Grant? Give me some examples. Matt Barnes is at the arena almost every night, right? Why not walk right. up to him and say, hey, you know what? You called Grant on Twitter a closet racist. Can you give me some examples of that? Right? I mean, when it, you know, where's the journalistic integrity? That's another reason why I said no. I'm just like, you know what? That's just bullshit reporting is what it is. It's gutless. It's an absolutely gutless form of reporting. If you're going to put that in your paper and one of the individuals is at the arena on most nights, have the balls to go up and ask him the tough question. Just say, hey, you called Grant a closet racist on social media. Can we have some examples? How come no one in the media has gone up to Matt Barnes and asked him that? I mean, why not? Where are all the media members of Sacramento? Where's their journalistic integrity? How come nobody's done that? Explain that to me, would you please? I, I, I really couldn't. I've always kind of wondered the same thing. Um, it would be very simple. Little... Very simple. All you got to do is go, hey, Matt, I want to ask you a couple questions. Um, why did you say that Grant's a closet racist on social media? And you would listen to his answer, and then you would say, well, can you give me some examples? Right. I mean, if he, right. if, if, if give me some examples, right? Uh, was Jason Anderson in the time that you've been gone the only person who's asked to interview, or have you been asked multiple times for different interviews for different things? Uh, no, Marcus Breton has reached out to me on a couple of occasions, and I have uh, uh, interviewed him because you know the thing I love about Marcos is he's fair and right down the middle. And if he wants to criticize me, he's going to criticize me and I'm okay with that. But he also is going to paint both sides of the picture. And so he's interviewed me, I think since I left maybe three times, you mm -hmm. know, and I, you know, he's not always positive all the time as it re re relates to me. And I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm absolutely fine with that. He's got a job to do as long as he's fair. And I think he's been fair. I'm fine with that. Gotcha. Um, so Jason Anderson's article went really in depth and, and kind of uh, tore Vivek a new one. Uh, yep. You kind of expressed uh, that you were privileged enough to see what went beyond uh, behind the scenes. And mm -hmm. you've never really felt um, completely okay with exposing everything just because you did have that privilege before. Would that also go into the reason why you would decline some of these interviews and stuff like that? Yes, that would also go into it. Um, even when I am talking to you right now and everyone else, I believe that there's ethics involved with everything that I know. I will just say this, and I'm not bragging. It's just the reality. I know more of what went on within the walls of that organization than 99.9% .9 of the people walking the planet. Okay. And that means I know everything. I was privy to phone calls. I was privy to seeing text messages. I was privy to everything that was going on. Okay. I have an unbelievable uh, vault of information that I could disclose if I wanted to. But ethically, I, I'm not really sure if I'm ready to do that. Uh, if I, 
if I like if I walk into your home and I hear you in a huge fight with a family member and it's not good, does that give me the right to walk outside your home and tell your neighbors? I don't think it does, you know? Mm-hmm. So like I have to I have to rationalize with myself and I have asked myself this many times. It's a very good question, by the way. How do I deal with these things that I know? And at what point do I go screw it? I'm just going to come out and talk about it because I think the people of Sacramento need to know. I'm not there yet, but I've been asked to write a book. I've been very open about this. And one of the reasons why I have not agreed to a book deal yet is because I'm not really sure what I would disclose and what I would not disclose. And then, you know, being transparent, where do I draw the line? And then does that hurt the integrity and the credibility of the book? I mean, these are all things that I have to rationalize myself with and deal with. So we'll see. You know, again, I've been asked to write a book. I've thought about it, but I also would have to think about it. And I've talked with the potential author. Okay, where do I draw the line on what I know? Because trust me when I say this. I know everything, and I really mean this. I know everything, okay, over the period of time, if you want to go back from the Maloofs through Vivek Ranadive up until I left in June of 2020, I know of every single thing that went on behind the scenes with that organization. And I want to mean, and I'm telling you everything. I know it. So I'm when, when I get asked to do an interview like Jason Anderson, there were a couple of things that I factored into. Number one, I'm not really, I'm not part of the organization anymore. Number two, I'm not, uh, I believe his journalistic integrity has been compromised by lacking the balls to go up and ask Matt Barnes and Chris Weber the questions that need to be asked, right? And then number mm-hmm. three, what I was just disclosing with you, I'm not really sure what I should disclose and what I shouldn't. Gotcha. Well, if I can make a small suggestion that hopefully will one day come into fruition. First of all, yeah, I would sure. definitely be first in line to buy that book. But um, I don't know with everything you've seen over, you know, 30 plus years, I think it'd be you have a lot of dough in your in your pocket. If you could make a, a whole series, three, four five, I don't even know how many books you could write about that. But um, I would. Uh, well, I have a lot of stories. Um, I've got a lot of um, great things, too. It's not all negative, by the way. There are a lot oh, of great yeah, things. Definitely that I've, that I've seen, but in terms of the ownership of the Vecrona Dive, um, wow, I would need more than a couple of books. Trust me on that. It would be, it would be a, uh, basically a series. It'd be like, you know, the encyclopedias that we used to use when I was growing up, we had the, what was it? The world book encyclopedia and everything else. That's what, that's what my books would look like if I wrote, I can tell you that. Well, I'm only 23, so I couldn't even tell you what that <laughs> book is. You know what? And be grateful. Be grateful because, you know, before we had computers and everything else, we would have to go to the library and they would have all these encyclopedias, literally like one right after another. And you would have to find out what encyclopedia you needed to get all the information. That's back, Marty, believe it or not, when we actually had to work and had to like really find what you were looking for when it came to doing your work. It wasn't it wasn't as simple as logging on and, oh, gee, it Google it and it comes up in front of you. No, we. It was a little bit different, to say the least. Well, if I could Google everything that truly went on behind the, the King's doors, I don't well, think uh, we'd really need you. But uh, if you can write a book one day, I, I promise you, me and well, hundreds of others would be first in line to buy that. Marty, I appreciate your support. You have a good rest of the day. Thank you. You too. Stay well. All right. They always ask really good questions. I like that. Those were really, really good questions. Really good questions. 
All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here on Listen App, and we check in with Jerry. Hey, Jerry, how you doing today? Grant, that was an awesome call. You and uh, you and Marty going back and forth, and yeah, Marty will be number one in line. I'll be number two for that book. I would All right, love, buddy. I would love for you to do that, Grant. Wow. I'll think about it. Uh, Grant, let me ask you one more thing. Uh, I heard that uh, that uh, Sabonis wants to be informed about the uh, Kings' new coach, this and that. And do you think the Kings will kiss his ass just to give him whatever he wants, knowing that he has two years left here? I do. I think they'll bend over backwards for him because Monty McNair's future depends on Sabonis staying in Sacramento. And he needs to have Sabonis sign a new deal after two years. So I do believe that they will listen to his input. I think the way Sabonis phrased it was he wanted to have input in the new coach. That's the way I believe he, I believe the word he used was input. And I believe Monty McNair will listen to him. Uh, and I believe that he will appease uh, Sabonis because he has to. Didn't uh, Cousins do the same thing too, wanting input on coaches? Too? Yes. Yes. And it was a disaster. Um, my feeling has been that never works out well when you allow players to run the front office, you need to let the players play. You're paying them to play and let management run their, uh, the way they run it. Obviously things have changed the last couple of years in professional sports. Now you're seeing the high profile athletes have a say and they want to be, you know, in the loop. And, you know, we heard, this went on with Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay Packers, right? I mean, you know, again, we just went through this with Aaron. So it's not just the NBA. It's other sports as well. Grant, uh, keep up the good work and uh, really think about that book. Uh, wow. I just can't uh, just wait. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you very much. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, sir. All right. Bye-bye. You know, I'm not bragging when I say that. It's not about bragging. It's just that's the reality. I mean, I, I heard phone calls and saw text messages that would blow your mind. All right? Like, really would blow your freaking mind. Like, you would probably think I'm making it up. That's how much it would blow your mind. But I would, I'd be happy to take a lie detector test on television in front of everybody so you would know that I'm telling the truth, all right? But I'm, I'm just telling you, I, I've been privy to listening to a lot of conversations, and it would blow your freaking mind. It would blow your mind. Yeah, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> you, just, you, you, you would not freaking believe it. You just would not believe it. All right. If you want to call up, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and uh, we will do it. 
right here on Listen App. Tomorrow we'll have our open form Wednesday. I'm looking forward to that. We uh, get you through the week each and every day at 3 o'clock right here on Listen App. Eli, you're next. Hello, Eli. Hey, Grant. How are you? Good, buddy. What's happening? Hey, so if I'm understanding correctly, based on the last few calls, is it that you just haven't decided if you're going to write a book in the future, if you're still open to it, but you may or may not? I had somebody reach out to me and ask me about doing a book. So that individual would write the book. I would sit down with that individual over a period of weeks and months telling stories, and then the author would put it together because that's oh, um, that's see. not what I do. Right. Okay. Okay. So, so are you still potentially open to that in the future? Or yes. Are you just wrestling with if you know your your own internal considerations on that. Yes, we are talking about it uh, as we speak. That's correct. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, you know maybe you're a better man than I am, Grant. But you know if, if I was in your shoes, I'd probably have more of a kind of negative feelings as far as keeping things. You know, maybe if I felt like the king screwed me over, I'd, I'd be like more uh, open to just well, <laughs> divulging it all. You know, and that, that's what I'm wrestling with. You know, I did resign. So, you know, I, yeah. I, I resigned from the kings, um, but I am wrestling with all of that. And so, you know, I can't I, I can't predict the future. Um, I will only say that I have been talking with this individual for a couple of months and there's no deadline where he says you have to know by this point or that point. Um but it is something that we are talking about. Okay, so Grant, I have another question for you. What do you think vindication looks like in, in the future, whether it's you know two years or five years down the road? Do you think kind of the most satisfying thing would be winning your lawsuit, or do you yes. think it would be okay? That would be the number one thing. Yes, it would be winning my lawsuit, and it would this. I would not be only winning the lawsuit for me. I would be winning the lawsuit for all the others out there like myself that have been canceled over nothing and had our lives turned upside down for an absolutely ridiculous reason, uh, our cancel culture in our society. So my lawsuit to me is not just for me, it's for all the others out there that have suffered the way I have. So yes, that would be that would be the number one thing for sure. Absolutely. Okay. And short of that, because that might take, you know, who knows how many years, yep. I guess, probably your projects you have coming up, whether whether the book ends up happening or whether your future t takeover of the Sacramento market or whatever that might be, I mm -hmm. imagine those would be pretty significant for you as well. Yeah, I, I, I do plan on taking over the Sacramento market, and I'm very excited about the prospects moving forward uh, on that. That wouldn't necessarily be vindication for me, and I'm not bragging, but I was already there for 26 years talking to people like yourself every day. And so that would be a very comfortable uh, situation for me. It would not necessarily be what I would call vindication. First and foremost, vindication for me and my wife and my family uh, and those that are closest to me would be winning the lawsuit. And then the domino effect that would have for others like myself who have been canceled for no reason at all in this country. So that that's really why I filed the lawsuit that's where I'm at. And I, and again, I always talk about double standards and hypocrisy. You know, I, again, for those that might be joining me for the first time or have not been with me for, you know, more than, you know, a couple of weeks, you know, I was fired by Bonneville International out of Salt Lake City. And if you Google Bonneville International Leadership, you can see the people that are, make up their leadership. And they're either all white men or white women. All right. Yep. There are no people of color. There's no minorities. And that they're firing me. OK. And putting out a statement. OK. Making them 
holier than thou as it relates to BLM. What a freaking disgrace. I mean, what a hypocrisy. What an absolute double standard. Seriously, it's, it's, it's just you can't make it up. You just can't make it up. Yeah, definitely. Hey, one last thing I just thought of. So that reporter for the SAC B that um, you feel like should have been doing a better job asking more, better yep. questions from uh, have you asked him directly or do you know if anyone else has on why he hasn't done that? I haven't. I don't really feel that I should have to ask a quote unquote journalist. You know, he was in the news uh, business. When I mean news business, he was a writer of news before he moved over to sports. So I would hope that somebody with his resume would know how to do his job. And you know what? I will give him credit. He actually is one of the few members of the Sacramento media that does ask tough questions in the press conferences. So I give him credit for that. But in this particular instance, he's dropped the ball considerably by not asking Matt Barnes and Chris Weber those questions. And so has everyone else in the Sacramento market that has not had the balls to go up and ask those guys, hey, wait a minute, you put out a very damaging statement on social media about Grant. What did you mean by that? And what examples do you have to back up what you said? Yeah, yeah, maybe they're worried as well about getting canceled or just about the blowback of, you know, kind of getting into that hornet's nest. You know what I mean? Like people are afraid these days. Well, you know, there's four words that I'll say that I that I like to use. We'll see you in court. There you go. Yeah, sounds good to me. Sounds good to me as well. Hey, Eli, anything else you want to talk about? Um, well, I, <laughs> let's see. Uh, you live in uh, you live in Miami area now, right? Yeah, right now I'm in Miami. It's temporary, uh, and you know I do hope to get back to Northern California or maybe uh, outside the country. You know, I've actually been looking at some places outside the country to live as well. So I've got a lot of options um, and we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm keeping all of my options open and a lot depends on my financial future as well. So, you know, there are a lot of factors that I'm dealing with right now and I'm staying positive and taking one day at a time and we'll, I'm confident that this will have a very good ending. That's really interesting. I lived in Orlando for a couple of years recently, so I know. Oh yeah, how'd you enjoy it? I, I did enjoy it quite a bit. I moved back to the Sacramento area, um, but I, I liked it. You know, the weather's nice, and yep. the taxes are lower. I, I'm sure you feel similarly yep. about those things. <laughs> Maybe that went into your. Well, and I, I, I also tell you, I gotta, I gotta be honest. I love the, the, the way the state is run from a political perspective. I love it. I mean, that's. I have so many. Uh, family members, not family members, friends that are moving out of the state of California because of just how awful it is on top of everything else. You mentioned the state taxes and I really enjoy living in Florida. I enjoy the way the state is run. I enjoy no state taxes. I enjoy the weather. Uh, But this is temporary. I don't think I'm going to be here, you know, that much longer. Uh, But, you know, as I said, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Well, you mentioned international. So what what countries would you consider? You know, I love Thailand. Um, I've been there seven or eight times. Um, I could see myself living there. Uh, I love the people of Thailand. I have a lot of friends that live over there. I have a lot of golfing buddies that uh, have uh, become expats over there. Uh, very close with uh, a gentleman named Bobby, who's my tailor, that has introduced me to a lot of the other uh, people. Uh, the cost of living is extremely inexpensive. Uh, I love the climate. Uh, again, the people are great. Uh, I've actually thought about, you know, going over there. And here's the other deal. I was over there recently, did all my shows from over there, did my live shows. I did my YouTube stuff. I did, you know, everything else right there, despite the time difference. And it was no problem at all. So that's always an option for me as well.
That's awesome, Grant. You're living the life. And, and, and guess what? And I watched the games over there. Uh, I was able to get up. Literally, I was watching. I was over there doing the NFL. And um, they have one channel over there that actually covers the national NFL game. So they have the Monday night football, the Sunday night football. And on Sundays, they actually show they show the three games. They show an early game, then the afternoon game, and then they show Sunday night football. So it's on at you know, an odd time of the night. But I don't care. I plan my day around it. And I was watching. I was keeping up to date on the NFL. NFL on my laptop and on the uh, Thai TV channel over there in Bangkok. So, you know, we live in a very technologically advanced world, so you can work from anywhere in the globe. That's what I love. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I need to go visit sometime. You would love it. I'm telling you right now, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal country. It's got the big city of Bangkok. It's got the beautiful beaches. You know, I had a gentleman who called the show from Phuket just a couple of weeks ago. And he was talking about how much he loved Phuket. You know, the islands of Thailand are beautiful. Then you have the mountains to the North, like Chiang Mai and Chiang Rai. Um, it's a very diverse country, but you know, the nickname of the country is land of smiles and the people there could not be nicer. They are so nice. And the cost, I mean, you can literally, I'm, I'm not kidding you, Eli, you can go to an Airbnb or what have you right in the middle of the heart of let's say Bangkok. And you can get a beautiful one bedroom, condo in a luxury apartment building with an infinity edge pool, a swimming pool, excuse me, a workout room, a washer in your uh, unit, your concierge, private security for under $40 a night. Okay. You can rent, you can go to the beaches of Thailand and you can rent unbelievable, beautiful, beautiful villas right on the sand, right on the water for $50, $60 a night. And it's 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 hard to believe the cost of uh, everything in Thailand is just incredibly affordable. The food, the transportation. I mean, you can live like a king over there, Eli. I'm not exaggerating now. You can live top shelf like a king for under three thousand dollars a month for everything. That's your rent, your food, your entertainment, a little bit of travel easily, easily. A lot of people do it for under two thousand a month over there. Incredible. Well, you've gotten to have a lot of fun over the last couple of years. So. Well, I, I should be a travel agent, right? I should be in the travel business. That's what I ought to do. So well, there you go. <laughs> cool. All right, Eli. Hey, you uh, always good hearing from you. You enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Thanks, Grant. All right. Appreciate it. You know, I've always loved traveling and uh, always, always have loved traveling around the globe. I love meeting different cultures. Uh, I love talking to people from different countries, seeing how they live. And Switzerland and Thailand are my two favorite countries, and probably Italy would be a third. But I love Switzerland, and I love Thailand. I love Thailand for the cost, the beauty, and the people. Uh, the people over there are amazing. And you know, when I went over there and played golf with some friends of mine, and they introduced me to a whole bunch of other people, it's like I have a whole network of friends over there now, which is pretty amazing. And they all love living over there. And they're like, you need to come over here. You need to live here. I'm like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe down the road. But um, it's, if you've never been over there, I'm telling you, it's spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. Scott Pollard is the one that turned me on to that. And the tailor over in Bangkok, I used to go over there and buy my suits because it was so inexpensive. Even the traveling and the hotel you would still save a lot of money on your clothes. So I would go over there every three or four years just to, you know, buy some, my suits and my shirts uh, because it was so phenomenal. Really enjoyed that. Just, it's a phenomenal place uh, to visit.
I think it would be a great place to live too, but I am not there yet. All right, if you want to get in on the program today, hit your hand icon, uh, raise your hand, uh, and uh, you will do it. And also, here's the other deal. Like, there are so many great deals uh, to fly using points and miles now on I, – I told – I did this back uh, – I flew to Singapore because I just wanted to bring in the new year, and I flew from Singapore to New York using my points because I wanted to go on the longest flight in the world. It's something I've always wanted to do. I know that sounds strange, but that's what I like. So I was on the plane for 18 hours, 10,500 miles nonstop from Singapore to JFK. And matter of fact, it's such a long flight. They don't even have economy seats on Singapore Airlines. They only have business class and premium economy. Like they don't even they, they don't even mess with economy seats on their Airbus A350-900 ultra uh, long range aircraft because, you know, who's going to sit in a coach seat for 18 hours? So they only sell on those flights from Singapore to New York, they only sell business class or premium economy. They don't have first class and they don't have economy. So, but there, there's great and there's availability. I mean, I booked that flight just a couple of days ahead of time. Cause I'm like, man, I really want to do this. So I'm like, well, you don't, you're not going to live forever. If you want to do it, do it. There was nothing going on. It was over new year's. And I did that. I got on a plane and flew from uh, Singapore to New York. And it was unbelievable. Just, I still, it's hard to believe I, you can go 18 hours on an airplane. It really is. All right. Again, if you want to hit the uh, hand icon and get on the program, easy to do. And uh, we will get you right on. Again, Cleveland, Brooklyn, the uh, Clippers, and Minnesota get the uh, NBA play-in tournament underway. If you want to talk any baseball, we can do that as well. Uh, you want to talk Kings, their coaching search. We got the NBA lottery coming up in May. You've got the NFL draft in two weeks coming up on my podcast on Friday. I have got Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com, and we'll talk some uh, NFL draft. I'll ask him about Jimmy Garoppolo, and we'll talk about some other things as well. That's coming up on Friday with Chris Landry. Today's podcast, I had a really nice conversation with Aaron Torres, who, man, that guy knows so much about college football and college basketball. You can listen to him on uh, Fox Sports Radio. He used to come on my show in Sacramento. I used to love uh, talking with Aaron. So uh, that is on today's uh, podcast. And uh, by the way, next week, uh, I will start doing uh, the No Filter shows again with Sean Salisbury. So I'm looking forward to that. We had a couple of technical issues that we had to work out, and it appears that that will be fixed. And so starting next week, I'll be back on with Sean on No Filter Network, Monday, 10 a.m. Pacific, YouTube Live with Larry Kruger. I will put out the link on my Twitter page at Grant Napier Show, so you will be able to click on and listen to us. That's coming up on Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific. So I got a lot of things going on, a lot of irons in the fire, keeping them warm and uh, making a run here and keeping everything moving as we get through uh, the month of April. You want to talk about the Masters before we adjourn today? We can do that as well. Anything else that's going on, I love getting your phone calls uh, right here on Listen Up. Again, that first game does not start until uh, 7 o'clock Eastern. You've got the later game, the Clippers, and Minnesota. So top of the hour, 
Cleveland, Brooklyn. Then at 6.30 Pacific, you got the Clippers uh, and Minnesota. How about Brooklyn? What do you expect from Brooklyn? I don't even know what to expect from them. I think they're just a wild card in the East. That's how I look at Brooklyn. They're the wild card in the East. You got a seven playing eight in both conferences. And then tomorrow, whoever loses is done. So you got New Orleans and San Antonio, Atlanta and Charlotte. So two teams, their season will be uh, over uh, tomorrow. And then the winner of 9-10 plays the loser of 7-8. All right, so we'll see. All right, we'll get a little bit of clarity tonight of the winner from those two games. Cleveland at Brooklyn and the Clippers uh, at Minnesota. All right, and that awful awful, awful scene at the Brooklyn, New York City subway station today, a half mile away uh, from the uh, Nets practice facility. Just awful. Absolutely uh, terrible. So there will be some heavy hearts in uh, that building tonight. Make no mistake about it. All right, so tomorrow, as I said, uh, we'll do it again at 3 o'clock and Thursday and Friday as well. Tomorrow we have got our Open Forum Wednesday. Got my podcast Friday with Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. Monday, 10 a.m. Pacific, YouTube with Larry Kruger, and then we'll uh, get going with Sean Salisbury. Probably we'll do that uh, on Tuesday as well as soon as we iron out the rest of those uh, technical issues. All right, so we got a lot going on, man. I really appreciate it. Love your support here on uh, Listen App and everything else. Pass the word along. Uh, Tell your friends, tell your family members that I'm doing this uh, pretty much every day at 3 o'clock unless I have a uh, travel snafu. Like, for instance, I can tell you right now, next Thursday, I will be in the air uh, all afternoon making my way out to the West Coast. So I will not be on Thursday of next week, but obviously will be on Friday. All right. So a little bit, you know, I could probably do it. May not sound that great. I could probably do a show from 38,000 feet. I know one thing, I could have done a show on Singapore Airlines. I didn't even realize that. They have great internet, and I should have tried that when I was on that plane for 18 hours just to see whether or not that would work or not. I actually believe it would based on some of the other things that I was able to do uh, with their incredible Wi-Fi. I had to pay for it, obviously, but I'm like, well, okay, I got to connect myself with the world, and I was amazed at what I could do. I mean, I was watching a live game on my phone flying from Singapore to New York for like two hours of that. I mean, it was unbelievable. I'm like, wait a minute. How on earth could that happen? But uh, it happened. That was what I was doing. So technology. You know, you wonder what technology is going to be like when we hit 2030. Like, what are are the phones going to look like? Think about what your phone looks like now and think about what your phone looked like eight years ago. Hmm? Speaking of eight years ago, Double that, you got 16 years, and that's the last time the Kings made the playoffs. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry I ruined your day if you're a Kings fan. Sorry I ruined your day. Can you believe that? You got to go back to 2006. 2006. You got to go back to Rick Adaman, Bonzi Wells, Kevin Martin, right? Think about that for a minute. Brent Berry playing for the Spurs. 
never forget, Jerry and I are on the floor in San Antonio, and Brent Berry's in the layup line, and Brent had been dealing with back problems, and Bones was always funny, would always come over and talk to us. And we're like, hey, man, how's your back? And he kind of shakes his head, and he goes, you know you're getting old when your back goes out more than you do. And I'm like, that's a hell of a line, Bones. You know you're getting old when your back goes out more than you do. I'm like, yep. He had a big shot in that series as too, as well. But, I mean, that's how long ago that was. 2006. 2006. Do you remember where you were and what you were doing in 2006? You know, we had Marty call. Thinking, what did Marty say? He's 23 now? Marty was seven freaking years old. Wow. Sorry, Marty, I don't mean to like be picking on you, but you know, an entire generation, an entire generation of Sacramento Kings fans have not seen the team in the playoffs. How unbelievable is that? Right? You know, if you were born, let's say in 2003, because you probably don't have a memory of watching a game at three. Some do. I do, but most don't. Uh, probably because most people aren't at a game when they're three. But if you were born in, let's say, I'll just say 2003, you've never seen the Kings in a playoff game, right? Or you don't remember. You might have seen it when you were sitting on your parents' lap as an infant. How brutal is that? How awful is that? All right, we're going to wrap it up tomorrow, 3 o'clock, right back with you. I hope you have a fabulous rest of the day. Thank you so much for checking us out right here on Listen Up. Grant Napier saying so long, everybody. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.